beautiful page in this book. That is vegan sources of protein right there. That is beautiful. Did you just have that on hand? It, I just went and got it from over there and opened the page and there it was. <laughs> Greetings, everybody, and welcome back to yet another episode of Sam and Ellie Discuss Things. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode seven. If you've been listening all the way through so far, thanks so much. We love we love you all and we appreciate your support. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. We're glad to have you here. So today we thought it would be a good idea to do an episode that was requested from one of our listeners all about how to get enough protein if you're eating more plant-focused or vegan or vegetarian diet. And it is a good question because there's a lot of stuff out there, a lot of lies, Mm -hmm. a lot of misconceptions. So we're here to put everything straight. Yeah. And I think that's such a common question as well that people always come to when it comes to like eating less meat and more plants, more like veggies, is they're always like, oh, how'd you get enough protein? What about the protein? And it's like, it's just such a common thing that people always, always bring up. And we're here to tell you that you don't even need to worry about it. Yeah. Float down the river of ease, success, (laughs) (laughs) beauty, because you don't have to worry no longer. We've got you. Um, I'd like to mention though, everything (laughs) that we mentioned here on this episode today, it's just what we've researched ourselves. We believe that it is right, but if it is not, then can't blame us. Um, (laughs) Go out and research things for yourself if you are sceptical and feel free to let us know, to be honest. If we've got stuff wrong... Send us a DM and we'll happily do a press release. Because we're not... (laughs) A press release. release. (laughs) Because we're not nutrition experts. We're not, you know, doctors or scientists. We just... This is stuff that we've got from reading and learning from books, educational resources and stuff like that. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sam, you said that you have been looking into this quite a lot. So I'm intrigued to hear what you've got to say. Well, yeah. Um, I have been researching this a little bit because I too am a filthy vegan. Um, And I have worried myself about protein in the past. I no longer worry. And I'm going to tell you today why that is. So I think I'll just kick us off. Shall I? You've worried about protein in the past. Yeah, I've worried about it because everything out there is like get enough protein or you'll wither away and your bones will shatter and you'll melt into a drain. And it's <laughs> like, oh my God, I've got to have protein then. But truth is, it's a big marketing scam. It is. It is. You need is you it- need protein, but you basically can't be deficient in it. Like it's in so much that it's so easy to get. <laughs> protein like, like one of the few things that you don't need to worry about. It's in like most or loads of our foods. Yeah. Um, so we don't really need to supplement it. And like, it's just so gimmicky, these things like protein, protein chocolate bars and protein added into this and protein added into that. And it's like, it's it's fully just, we don't need extra protein. You know, it's not one of the things that we're deficient in as a population. And 
I think I'm such an advocate for like a whole foods diet, eating things that aren't processed, that mm-hmm. when you buy something like a, a protein bar, for example, that's so processed that, you know, you're, you're eating refined carbs like sugar and stuff and putting your body through that, which isn't healthy, you know, that's an expense of trying to get more protein in, which there's better ways to do it. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So many people are so invested into protein powder when, and it's it's mostly for the people who are trying to put on muscle, but you look at horses, elephants, gorillas, <laughs> cows, bisons, rhinos, the list goes on. They're all the strongest animals in the world and they're all vegan. <gasps> can't look me in the eye and tell me that you'll die of malnutrition if you're only eating plant-based diet when the world's strongest animals live on vegan diets. I'm literally sat here right now with my mouth open because I was so shocked I can't speak. Yeah, honestly. I've that's... never heard that and it shook me to the core. Yeah, thanks Dr. Neil Bernard, love you. Um... Is that what he said? <laughs> yeah, 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 he's a legend. Oh um... my god, I've never heard that perspective, that is mad. So that was our episode on protein, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> okay, no, no. Um, you know, if you wanna if you wanna get protein from meat sources, absolutely go ahead. There's nothing wrong with that at all. If you you know, if you wanna do that, do it. But I would strongly urge everyone who is just an average person. I think professional athletes, maybe there might be like a small, small benefit to them. I did see something which was saying that the tiniest amount of protein powder in a absolute pro athlete, someone who is exercising constantly could see a very slight improvement in performance because of that extra bit of protein. But Anyone who isn't a professional athlete, anyone who's just normal, and anyone who just likes sports as well, if you go to the gym every day, you probably don't need protein powder. Mm. Like, you get it from all the veg you eat. And that is, you know, please, everybody, please, if you're listening to me right now, please eat a varied diet of fresh produce, please. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the... (laughs) For us, do it for us. (laughs) I think that's the key is like variety and making sure you have a wide range of different fruit and veg and things because that way you, you're covering all bases you're getting all your different nutrients in and you're not missing things out and I don't know about you but I find it exciting to get a new veg in my meals you know yeah. each week because I'm like oh what's my body getting from this what my benefit what's what's the benefit and then when you feel the benefits as well like it's really really like nice to feel good after you've had things like that yeah but, so Sam oh go on. I was just gonna oh. say it would be rude to just move on from the protein NASA without giving an honorable mention to our faves the essential amino acids Oh, yeah. Well, I was literally just going to say, what are your favourite sources of protein as a vegan? I thought you were going to say, what are your (laughs) favourite amino acids? And I was like, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the... Oh, I don't even know the names of any of them. (laughs) The thing is, you don't even need to know the amino acids themselves. But the important bit is, you'll get different amino acids in all of the different things you're eating. So, like... the broccoli will have some 
the lentils will have some, the whole meal wheats will have some. <laughs> <laughs> the all... whole meal wheats. wheats. <laughs> um, they'll, they'll all have different of these amino acids in them and you need them to form a full protein. So that is why we kind of stress have a varied diet because you want to make sure that you're unlocking the full potential and becoming the superhero that you were born to be get them amino acids down yeah yeah um and this is a thing there's some um plant-based source of protein that have all amino acids in so quinoa is one of them i learned uh, today that raw cocoa coca is that how you say it cacao cacao oh my gosh is that what you were saying all that time cacao yeah, As that's like, a form of that's a source of protein. Unmade chocolate. Yeah. Why were you saying that? I didn't know. I don't know if that was that's how you say it. You know, I'm not saying you're wrong, and I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm just saying I think we should question cacao as a pronunciation. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I've always just called it cocoa. <laughs> don't know what it is. <laughs> cacao. Know, but I've got some in my cupboard, and I don't know what to do with it. Uh, cacao cocoa whatever reach out what do we do with this cacao (laughs) let us know in the comments below but like this is the thing when a recipe for example some brownies calls for like cacao Cacao. um (laughs) or cocoa or however you say it i don't know it might be cacao i might have to eat my shorts after this if this is actually cacao oh my god (laughs) who knows what it is i don't know but when a recipe calls for it I tend to think of putting drinking chocolate in, but actually that is like more sugar than actual cacao. <laughs> and actually you need to get the raw, raw stuff. But raw it's, it's quite good for you, apparently. What else yeah. have we got, Ellie? What else is in the well, kitchen that's got a bit of protein in it? So I've mentioned quinoa. Mm-hmm. Cacao is one, but that's I suppose it's a bit difficult to get in your food. And pronounce. Um, <laughs> and pronounce. <laughs> Hemp seeds. They're a good one. And I have those in my porridge every day. (laughs) (laughs) Because they are... so proud of yourself. (laughs) (laughs) They are a good source of protein. They are a really good source of omega-3 fatty acids. And they apparently, hemp plants absorb four times more CO2 from the environment than trees go ahead girl absorb that co2 do you know could you make a lovely porridge with cacao and hemp seeds oh yeah that would be dead nice you know and you know what it would be perfect for instagram and to just put my spoon in and slowly turn it round and record it and it would just make (laughs) always thinking about marketing (laughs) (laughs) it would just be one of those just ones that get in the feed and just grab your attention but I i'm too lazy to do that so that, that'd go viral <laughs> that, that'd go viral i mean i think there's just too many viral porridge posts on instagram to at this point the saturation is real oh. um, <laughs> um oh, wow. another another source is um is pulses like lentils yes yes yeah to this yes to every everything about this is a guess from me yeah, lentils and like beans as well. Like there's mm. tons of different types of beans. They're all and, the legume family, and mm-hmm. they are fabulous. Yeah, and fabulous they're a really protein. good source of fiber too. And also, I was just reading this book by Dr. Rupee, The Doctor's Kitchen. 
<laughs> highly recommend. Ooh. And he was saying, actually, which we should get onto this in another episode because it's all about the microbiome, which is really interesting and a whole other topic in itself. But he was saying that legumes and also whole grains are a source of, well, they're actually a prebiotic. So we can't break them down ourselves but our gut microbiome can and it feeds them so that's why it's good for it's good for us so it's not just a source of protein it's also a prebiotic so there's prebiotics and there's probiotics but we'll get onto the microbiome another episode i don't want to get carried away there's too much to say on that yeah we've got a good episode in the works about the little bacteria that live in your gut but for now let's (laughs) talk about protein and vitamins yeah (laughs) Do you have any more for us today? Yeah. What are they? Um, flax seeds is another one. And that's also a good source of omega-3. Mm. Oh my God. And there's some greens that are a really good source of protein. <gasps> yes. Um, as you, you go. Get them out. Uh, as you mentioned, your love of your life, broccoli. Mm-hmm. Brussels sprouts, asparagus, mm-hmm. peas are a really good one. I think some protein powders are like pea protein so that's interesting um, however i would prefer just to have the peas oh right so funny you should say that there is a brand of meat alternative which is made of peas and the big thing is pea protein oh yeah that doesn't yeah. surprise me you're not gonna say what brand it is i can't remember for the life of me i think it was actually <laughs> called pea protein i don't know <laughs> everyone look out for it though i can't tell you the brand because i can't remember the name of it but it comes in a gray packet it's in the freezer and it's very very alternative looking so happy hunting (laughs) (laughs) so basically um there's plenty of ways to get lots of protein in your diet and you don't Mm. need to get it from meat at all like it's not a it's not a concern um as long as you're eating a really varied plant-based diet it's fine Mm. but i think one thing that does come along with eating a more varied whole food diet is all of the benefits through different vitamins and minerals that you Mm -hmm. get in your foods and I think that's way more interesting than trying to get enough protein because protein was sorted Mm -hmm. these things are way more interesting Mm -hmm. and they're a lot rarer imagine all of these things are pokemon like protein is the most basic of them all you can catch it just by walking down the street these things they're sometimes hard to come by so you've got to make sure that you're catching them all by having a very diet this is such a good analogy i don't even like pokemon i've never played it (laughs) i played it once when that pokemon go thing was massive and had it for like two days and then i was like we both went to prescott (laughs) and you were walking around and you were like what was this one? I nearly got it. I nearly got it. And you were going through like ranges of emotions. Because <laughs> you found this like massive one. It looked like a woman. Do you remember it? I do not remember this. Are you sure this was me? Yeah, it was me and you I and only, Scott. I only had it for like two days, I swear. And I was like, it was the day you got it. Me. And you were trying to catch them all. Oh my word. Wow. Did you just think of that on, off the top of your head relating like food and nutrients to Pokemon? I did, yes. That is amazing. Remember it because that little red ball thing is your gut and you want to keep it healthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Um, so I learned at, when I was at uni and I was doing a nutrition module that 
um, protein isn't you know really an issue in terms of like deficiency but one thing that is the number one deficiency in the world is actually iron Mm -hmm. um, especially in teenage girls and there's plenty of plant-based sources to get this from and I think that's you know more of a something we need to be more aware of some of the foods that you can get your protein from you can also get your iron from so lentils is one and spinach yes spinach and also chard is really nice um and asparagus i think oh do you know i love asparagus but it needs to get over itself and become cheaper because i hate paying two pounds for some asparagus it just needs to be i only buy it when it's in season in the uk because then it's it's cheaper (laughs) i think it's gonna come in season soon but oh i'm so excited you're so right about the iron though i am an anemic so I, I always take, forget that. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm so, I've got this gorgeous pale complexion. I love spinach because I was raised, my mum was always like, you need to eat your spinach. <laughs> you need all the iron. Oh, I've got some in the freezer right now. So have I. Thanks for changing my life about the frozen spinach, about it holding its nutrients more. Oh my word. You yeah. are welcome for that. Anyone who <laughs> might have missed that, Eddie Case told us a couple of weeks ago that if you use frozen spinach it retains its nutrients more yeah um so going back to like nutrients of like lots of other veggies and stuff a really interesting website i think i've probably mentioned this before but i'll say it again is the periodic table of veg because you can look at the the veg and all the different vitamins and minerals that are in them um and i'll be honest i don't have an extensive library of knowledge in my head about which nutrients are in which and why we need them but i just know the b vitamins the, the calcium the iron um the magnesium the vitamin d they're the main ones i know really and i think vitamin d is another one that we struggle to get as brits because the sun is often not out it's not out um, and about she needs to come out more yeah. she needs to, we need to play her some um what is it diana ross i'm coming out <laughs> but to get vitamin d you can just have it from mushrooms um because if they've been sunbathing they absorb oh, the rays sunbathing. <laughs> why is that so adorable <laughs> Made them mushroom. Mushrooms are dead nice though. Mm-hmm. And Did if... you know they're actually a type of fungi? They're not they're not vegetable, they're a, they're a fungus. Well obviously I feel like that might be more obvious than I realise. <laughs> if you can't get much vitamin D or if you hate mushrooms, why don't you take some vitamin D supplements? Mm. Just a little a little bite of D, you know? Yeah, fair. I think one that is quite important that we get is B12. B12 is a tricky one because it's, it is really important that we get B12. You don't often get it in a plant-based diet. You don't ever get it. You don't ever get it. Deal with that. Uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, it's, it's made by bacteria that lives in your digestive tracts. So it lives in animals' digestive tracts as well. Um, which makes B12 present in meat when you eat it. But there's nothing wrong with taking a good old healthy B12 supplement. You only need to get weak ones because you don't need much B12. But Mm. word on the street is that (laughs) that can do bits for you. Word on the street. Word on the street. Well, I can read what Dr. Ruby says if you want. Read away. Vitamin B12, he says, is a must for all. 100% plant-based eaters. 
and something to consider for omnivores who only indulge in steak every couple of weeks, like myself. B12 is found in meat, fish and eggs and is a vital component of our diets. Anyone with fatigue, dementia or numbness sensation get their B12 checked by my clinic. Oh, he's, he's um, advertising his clinic as well, so there you go. Does he say it's all right to have a supplement, though? Because I'll put my neck on the line here. It's safe to have a supplement, and I need to mention it just because sometimes people can't eat meat for personal reasons. Um, sometimes people can't eat meat because they don't want to, and supplements are a good way of getting it. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you don't want to do that. But also, if you like a steak every now and then, there's nothing wrong with living your life. Go for it. Yeah. No, he does say to take them. But then, you know, I was reading that book by Tim Spector where he was, like, just completely dismissed the idea of taking any supplements. And he was like, mm-hmm. it just doesn't work. So, you know, that's the thing about the science. It's just, when it comes to nutrition, it's just difficult because it's contradictory. But yeah, another good one to get from your food your plant-based food is calcium and i like this one because you can get it from kale apples mm-hmm. and rocket and every time i eat kale i just feel amazing because i'm like oh, i'm getting my calcium in and apples as well i just feel fantastic yes but it's important to let everyone know um that going back to vitamin d you can't your body can't absorb the calcium without the vitamin d so really make sure that you're having the vitamin d otherwise it's all worth nothing oh really yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That's what I researched today. Oh. Is there anything else that you found on your research that you wanted to tell us? Just on calcium, just a little factoid here. It's not really going to make a, a big difference to your life knowing this, but some people think cows make calcium. Mm-hmm. Some people think that cows are like this calcium producing source that just sit there and emanate calcium. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't they eat grass which is full of calcium because calcium comes from the ground and then that goes into the milk and then we drink it so just eat some greens well i think i rest my case this, this is the thing about like diets if people can you know it's quite easy to get like a rigid way of thinking about things where you're like oh i need to get my i don't know protein so i can only get it from meat or I need to get my calcium so I can only get it from milk. I need to get my mm-hmm. the, anything along those lines. I just think it's better to not have such a rigid structure of the way you think about your sources of nutrition because it's a lot more nuanced and there's like loads of good nutrients across loads of different foods. And especially if you eat enough of a varied diet with lots of different types of vegetables and, and things in, you'll cover a lot of bases. Absolutely. I think, honestly, if you were to take anything away from this episode, it's whether you are vegan, vegetarian, or a meat eater, like a necessary requirement for you to exist is make the vegetable intake and the whole grain, the pulses intake, the legume intake in your life as varied as possible. Because that way you make sure that you're getting all of the vitamins, all of the minerals, all of the nutrients, all of the everything that you need to live a good, healthy life, you're just locking that down. Yeah. It's less about whether you're vegan or not, and it's more about are you having varied fruit and veg? Yeah, definitely. I kind of feel a little bit like a cheat because I'm not a qualified expert or anything, and I'm here being like, this is how to get all your nutrients. And it's like, I'm not a nutritionist, but Mm. this is what I've read from people who are experts, and I've benefited from implementing it into my life. 
and I think it's nice just to spread the word really because it's exciting veg is exciting eating healthy is exciting and that's the thing I don't like the whole attitude around food where it's you know should do this and shouldn't do that it's like Mm -hmm. no like love it live your life live laugh love (laughs) live laugh love but also you're right in saying that we're not experts you know we're not qualified nutritionists although nutritionists do listen shout out to you nutritionists and It's never going to be wrong to advise people to eat more veg or to eat varied veg. That's true, actually. That's very, very true. You know, we're we're never going to sit here and tell you, you can't do this or you can't do that. Or you should stay away from this because it's this, that and the other. We're just emphasising the benefits of a varied diet. Which yeah, is just great. and definitely check out the periodic table of veg because oh, the number of different veg that are out there is just mind blowing. And this is the thing, it's just about spreading the word because who else is going to do it? Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. the amount of you know funding that goes into advertising for junk food is immense, and the amount mm. of funding that goes into advertising for like healthy vegetable focused foods mm-hmm. is virtually zero compared to like junk food and jamie oliver's shouting about it but that's the most i've heard yeah (laughs) from the general public i know it's definitely becoming more of a thing people are definitely realizing but i don't think everyone can see what's happening in the protein space which is why this episode is exciting to do because this is a booming booming industry which from where i'm standing doesn't really need to exist (laughs) not strictly plant-based but an interesting thing that that i've heard about over recent years is the potential for the future to be like where we're all eating insects and i know that they eat a lot more insects particularly in china but some people are trying to bring insects to like western markets a lot more because it's a really efficient source of protein you know it's really efficient in terms of like land usage and stuff but i don't know about you but i just think i'm quite nervous to be consuming insects and i think a lot of the British public will be too, but you never know. The, apparently things are going that way. Mm, yeah, I won't be consuming insects because I think <laughs> just, the idea of it knocks me sick. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, the good source of protein insects and really easy to farm. No room at all. So like mm. maybe it'll have benefits, but you won't catch no me. No emotions, no feelings. I won't be having my cricket burger any day soon. <laughs> <laughs> I watched this documentary once years ago where it was quite a hot climate. They annually, every year, they have they have like huge swarms of insects that kind of take over. It's like a bit of like a what's the word? Of a swarm. Yeah, like a swarm, but like a like out of control. So what they do is they wet pans and they run out and they they squish them through the air and like swarm. Oh. <laughs> and it's just all the all the insects stick to it. And then they take it and then they mush it into patties and fry it. <laughs> and I have this has always stuck in my mind for years because I was so shocked by it that I've never forgot it. <laughs> oh my god, that's the most it's hilarious, but it's also horrifying. <laughs> oh my gosh well i'm just glad we don't have swarms of insects in the uk that we have to deal with to be honest because that would be irritating yeah i mean on that note of the (laughs) of the fried insect pies 
I hope you've all taken something away today that you can really learn from and maybe just put yourselves at ease with you know no matter whether you're trying to put on muscle or if you're on a vegetarian or vegan diet or both or neither I think there's been some real facts in today's episode about things which is very hazy so do let us know if we've got anything wrong as far as we can tell we were spot on (laughs) But, but there is a lot of debate out there about this kind of thing it's one that had to be done you know, it's it it's a question that comes up time and time again when it comes to plant-based eating. It did. And it's a hot topic. So the next episode we've got coming up is an interview. Look out for that, guys. It's exciting. Um, and then the one after that, I think we should do about the gut microbiome. I think that would be interesting. Fascinating. Because those gut microbiomes, there's a little teaser. They are like the foundation of everything. Yeah. Put it this way. We can only digest a small amount of what we eat ourselves. The rest is broken down by the bacteria that lives inside us. And without it, we wouldn't survive. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's like we're just puppets and those bacteria that live in our guts, the puppet masters. (laughs) Yeah, literally, it's actually mad. Well, I for one can't wait for that one, Ellie Case. Everybody listening, go and follow our Instagram. Go and join our Facebook group. On Instagram, we're at Sam and Ellie Pod. And on Facebook, um, it's the group discuss things, yet the group has not discussed anything yet. So get in there and get chatting. <laughs> now it's an order. <laughs> the name was the group is yet to discuss things and now it can finally be the group discuss things. <laughs> <laughs> and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. Please. Just, all you have to do is just a sentence or two, just being like, this is a great pod. Maybe a, a cheeky Sam and Ellie are my best friends. <laughs> that'd be quite nice yeah amazing right we'll see you guys next week all right then love S- speak to you soon all right bye, bye. <laughs>